a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. We apologize for that momentary delay there. All of a sudden, we had a piece of equipment shut off. Let me get a hold of Diane here. Had to do a quick reboot. And I'm here. Okay, there's Diane. We're live on the air. Um, okay. We had a, a technical malfunction. <sighs> Typical in today's world, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I mean, everything was fine. We're all ready to go on the air. And then w- literally one second. One second before going on the air, a piece of equipment shut down. (sighs) Typical. Probably (laughs) Biden had something to do with it. Yeah, you know, (laughs) we can can blame it on him whether we know it or not. That's true. But but we apologize for that, uh, you know, five-minute delay while I had to reboot all the equipment to get one piece to come back up. Yeah. It happens, but let's get just right into the show. Well, let's start with the, uh, well, first of all, let me tell you what's coming up on the show. Diane, you're talking about fueling toxic hatred. Yes. I'm going to talk about the nowhere man. Okay. Okay, but quick hitters, let's start with the Speaker of the House clown show. Uh, It took another giant step backwards today. (sighs) Ridiculous. It didn't even get to a floor vote because the person that they nominated or did it finally get to a vote? No, no he pulled no. it. Didn't he, he dropped out before yeah. because he knew he couldn't get the votes. They, they nominated after five votes behind closed doors. They finally arrived at a nominee. And, and right. that nominee was the uh, majority whip in the House. Right. And uh, but the problem was, even after five floor votes, there were twenty five Republicans that said we will not vote for him on the floor. This is getting ridiculous. We are a laughing stock. These people have to pick a person, man or woman, and just vote them in. Otherwise, you're going to have someone like Hakeem Jeffries from the Democrats being the House Speaker. They're laughing over there, their heads off. It's crazy. Yes. You know, and I mean, 
this this has gotten to the point where where it's insane. Uh, Tom Emmer was the nominee today. He is the um, the majority whip in the House. Okay, and there was nothing wrong with him. No, uh, apparently there were either five or six other people in the running, and it took five behind closed doors votes for Emmers to get a majority of the the Republican, you know, caucus. Right. But he didn't have anywhere near enough to, to win the speakership. And 25, he, he could afford to lose four or five votes on the floor. But 25 Republicans said, we're not going to vote for him. <laughs> right. So he pulled his name. Now, now it goes back to square one. And, and I'm telling you folks right now, this is going to continue to happen with anybody they nominate. Right. Well, the problem is the party is fractured. This all has to do with the um, Trump nomination or thinks he has the nomination. You've got a faction in that party that's uh, in the House. We're only voting for someone who Trump supports, and then you've got another faction. We're not voting for anybody who Trump supports. So this is just going to go on and on and on. The business of the country will not get done. The important things that they need to pass now will not get done. Will way past, or you know, we'll pass that forty-five days. Nothing will get done, and this will affect the twenty twenty-four election. We're halfway into that 45 days now. Right. I don't foresee, in fact, I'll just put it out there. I'll be shocked if we have a Speaker of the House before the end of this year. I'd be very shocked, too, and I predict that we'll have the government shut down within, you know, this 45-day time frame, and it's going to affect our aid to Israel. It's going to affect a lot of things that needed to be done before the end of the year. And it's going to lie right at the feet of the Republicans. And that ain't good, folks. I'll tell you how not good it is. The longer this drags on, the less and less chance there's going to be that Republicans retain control of the House in 2024. The Republican Party in the House of Representatives right now, is throwing their majority into the trash. Yes, they are. We lose the House. Remember, that's the purse strings. We lose the House. That is a big deal. Huge. And this infighting is just ridiculous. And if the Republicans can't get their act together... You're going to see a lot of Republicans leaving and becoming independents. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be at all surprised. And really, you, you can trace this back to Matt Gates. You know, Matt mm-hmm. Gates had a personal vendetta against McCarthy, and he exercised that ability to uh, literally put McCarthy on trial in the House and vote him out of the speakership. And he did that without any plan at all to replace McCarthy. When we do get a speaker, the first thing they need to do is censure Matt Gates and get him the hell out of there. I agree. 
because this this is ridiculous. We're we're we we've lost control of the House because the Republican Party, never mind trying to unite behind the common good for the country, we can't even unite our own party in the House. We can't even get 220-some-odd Republicans to say, let's do what's best for the country. Yeah. They don't care what's good for the country. That's the problem. They only care what's good for them. We're making our political statement. We're either pro-Trump or we're anti-Trump and we want somebody else, and that's the way it's going to be. Well, you know what? The country is going to hell because of it. It it is. And right now, all the rest of us can do is sit by and and watch the whole situation disintegrate. Yeah. It's a it's a joke, folks. It it we are such a laughing stock on the world stage. It's not even funny anymore. I mean, I you know, I thought maybe maybe all this time behind closed doors and they come to a consensus and say, "Okay, we're going to we're going to do this so we can move on." Nope. Not no. not going to happen. And and no. I you know, I don't care who they nominate at this point. I don't see 217 votes for anybody. I think they need to go back to um, McCarthy and get him put back in and go on with the business of the country. There was nothing wrong with McCarthy to begin with. And there's nothing wrong with trying bipartisanship. Like I've said before, the best bills ever passed for our country were during Reagan when he worked together with moderate Democrats to get the business of the the country done. Yeah, but I you, you know you can have you can have bipartisanship without having capitulation. Well, I, the the problems I I agree with you, but the problems I see with that is the left side of the aisle has no desire for bipartisanship. Okay, that's that's a big problem. They always vote in lockstep, and they they don't, you know, even even those that are moderate Democrats, they will vote in lockstep with the far left because they put party first, right? So, you know, there's there's not going to be bipartisanship there, and even even if there was, right now the Republican Party can't even find bipartisanship within their own side of the aisle. Yeah. Well, there's I mean, reasons. There's reasons for that, but we won't get into that tonight. You know, and furthermore, furthermore, even the idea of putting McCarthy back in, I think, is a good idea. But that'll never happen because of Matt Gates and his crew. Matt Gates has kidnapped the party and is ruling the party, and that's a disgrace. It is. It, it's. Th- this is getting more than frustrating. Yeah. I mean, it really is. This, this is this just is but stupid. Yeah, it is. This it's is dangerous. dangerous. In these times that we're in right now, what's going on in the house is outright dangerous. It's, it's insanity. Now, as long as we're talking about the house, let's talk mm-hmm. about Rashida Tlaib. Okay, she has been out there lobbying for Hamas, 
uh, ever mm-hmm. since the 7th of October and what happened right. in Israel. She's uh, been at pro-Hamas rallies. Uh, she's uh, All of her statements have been pro-Hamas and everything. Well, you know, first of all, I don't think she has any business being a member of the House if that's going to be her stand. But finally, somebody on the Republican side said enough is enough. Yeah, and I'm very surprised. I now have some new respect for Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was never one of my favorites to me. She was like uh, a Trump in a dress. But what she did with this was excellent. She introduced a resolution today, in fact, to censure Tlaib, accusing her of anti-Semitic activity and sympathizing with terrorist organization. And she went on further to say that the Democrat Party has done nothing to hold Tlaib accountable. They've nothing done nothing to rein her in, and no one else has done it. And so I thought it was right to list examples of this just isn't new. This isn't a one-off thing. This is exactly who she is. Pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel, a Jew hater. And if you remember, she was at the root cause of what, in a way, was an insurrection that took place a few days ago in support of the Palestinians. Yeah, when... Uh all those people went into the Capitol and sat down in the rotunda with their uh, anti-Semitic slogans and their anti-Semitic <laughs> slides. You know, and that group claimed, use your air quotes, claimed to be a Jewish group. They weren't. No. No, that was that was all BS. The um, What the thing is, Tlaib, um, Ilhan Omar, Presley... And AOC, all of them who have sided with the enemy, basically, they need to not only be censured, all four of them, they need to be removed from the House. Now, it's good that Marjorie, now, I, you know, as far as Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's never been one of my favorites. She runs hot and cold. Okay? Mm-hmm. Every, every once in a while, she'll do something really good, and then she'll turn around and do something that's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, it's it's hard to get a read on. This is one of the good things that she mm-hmm. did, and I applaud her for doing it. Mm-hmm. The problem is you can you can introduce any resolution you want, but until we get a speaker, you can't vote on it. No. And her resolution is very good. I have read the entire resolution. She goes into really details that, you know, the average person, John Q. Public, doesn't know. This woman needs to go. They're not going to, you know, vote her out in her district because she's in basically that kind of district, a Palestinian supporting district. Right. But when you do an insurrection, and this is an insurrection, uh, you know, they stormed the Capitol and got in. Um, They need to be brought up also on charges of insurrection siding with the enemy. Remember, Hamas is not just Israel's enemy. It's the enemy of all civilized countries. Right. Making it America's enemy as well. And what's very scary about the likes of Tlaib, 
I wouldn't be surprised, and I have no proof of this. This is supposition only on my part. She she knows what's going on on, at the border, and she knows these operatives are getting in here as sleeper cells. I really believe she knows it. I, I would almost guarantee it. Almost. Yeah. You know. That's why I, I said it's only supposition on my part. It's it's just, you know it, it's to have to have somebody like that being that vocal and that anti Israel and be a member of Congress well, we we can't have that. No. No, and she needs to take AOC made vulgar remarks today. Tlaib beyond, uh, I I don't mean Tlaib, Omar, she had meltdowns, you know, she got so angry and this and that at Israel. First of all, they don't belong in Congress. When you're haters like that, you don't belong representing the American people. No, not even close. Um Finally, in the quick hitters tonight, let's take a look at what's actually happening with the uh, Israeli-Hamas war right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be dealing with that, of course, in the next two segments as well, but from different standpoints. Um, But, Diane, things are, I mean, what's going on right there now, kind of behind the scenes, is very concerning. It's very, very concerning. But we I did find out before we went, we went on, there were reports that um, Netanyahu is going to hold off the ground incursion. That's not true. He is going to go, not holding off. Don't know exactly the date, but of course Biden did another stupid thing. He announced we're sending more battleships into the Mediterranean. So, of course, the enemy now knows this. Um, But I believe he's just waiting till everything's in place. So if they need the, the cover from the sea, our ships are there. Um... But what gets me about all of this, and Craig Craig knows I've had a very bad day today. I got the not only the town hall article with the video and the photographs, and I hope they were presented at the UN today during their discussion of the atrocities that were committed, the beheadings, the babies, the adults beheaded, the people burnt alive. I saw all the pictures. There were pictures of a charred remains. They put them in the forensic people, put it in a CAT scan to see what it was exactly. It was so bad. It was a mother embracing her child as they were set on fire alive tied together with wire and set on fire alive after going through all of these and unfortunately for what Craig and I do we have to watch gruesome things I got some photos 
IDF photos that were even worse and videos. These people, as far as I'm concerned, are garbage. You need to throw out the garbage. Israel has every right doing what they are doing and what they are going to do. The reason I have no sympathy for the Palestinian people is when I saw the IDF things of them parading beheaded soldiers, women who were raped with blood dripping down their legs through the streets of Gaza and the average Palestinians were out there cheering it on. I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. And I believe the reason the Arab countries, their fellow Arabs don't want them is they know exactly what they are. And it's just... The world needs to see these pictures. The world needs to see these videos. Stop giving airtime to the pro-Palestinian marchers, and I'm including our media. Stop it. These pictures, these videos need to be seen. Nothing needs to be blurred out. Nothing needs to have warnings on it. You need to see reality, folks, because if you don't see reality, when they're done with Israel... They'll come in here next. Very true. Simple? Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, horrific photos and videos. I mean, it's just, yes. it, you know, you can describe them, but you can't do them justice by describing them. No, and you can never get, once you see them, you cannot get them out of your head. Yeah. It, they, they haunt you. And it's the, uh, the forensic people in Israel announced there's 200, they predict 200, are so badly chopped up, burnt, whatever. They don't know if they'll ever be able to get a, even enough DNA to identify who they were. These people are bastards that do not deserve to live amongst civilized people. I I just hope Netanyahu just levels Gaza. I do too. I do too. Um, you know the other news that's coming out, <laughs> it coming from Obama of all mm-hmm. people. Okay, um, and I think there's. I think I know why Obama has suddenly spoken up on this whole thing. Yeah, because Joe, it's all Biden. <laughs> no, it's it's because Biden's messaging is so bad on this mm. thing. You can't tell what he's saying or why he's saying it or what side he's on from minute to minute. I You're mean, right. does he want a ceasefire? Does he not want a ceasefire? You know, is he on Israel's side? Is he taken up for Hamas and Palestine? I mean... You know, Biden, his mental capacity is such that he cannot put together a concise statement on this. So Obama himself, the puppet master, has to step in and and issue a statement. Well, in in Obama's statement, he starts off, uh, you know, by saying that, you know, Israel has a right to exist and they have a right to defend themselves. But... He then goes on, in the, and it was a long statement. I mean, it was long. 
Mm-hmm. He then goes on to say that, um, you know, Israel, by, you know, initiating a ground assault in Gaza, is going to become guilty of war crimes. So what he's doing is he's basically laying the groundwork for blaming Israel for war crimes after what Hamas did. Right. And and you notice the UN will not call Hamas a terrorist organization, uh-uh. but they condemned Israel for possible genocide. No one has committed genocide on Israel's part. No. And the figures of the deaths coming out of Gaza, they are overinflated by Hamas. Remember the hospital? It turned out, what, 15 to 25 people were killed, not 500? Yeah, and the hospital itself was not destroyed. It's still standing. The parking lot was destroyed by the errant missiles shot by Islamic Jihad. Exactly. Okay, so, you know... Um, But at the end of Obama's statement, he provides reading material. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Israel is about to make a terrible mistake by Thomas Friedman. I love you, Uh I'm sorry, one Jew, one Muslim, and friendship tested by war by Kurt Streeter. A time of Israel and Palestine's complicated history by Nicole Nerea. And Gaza, the cost of escalation by Ben Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, first, first of all, in, in the minute or so I've got left here, first of all, Obama was filmed, videoed, talking to the two most recently released hostages. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were Israeli women, not Americans. Right. Okay. Obama is weighing in, trying to tell Israel what to do. Well, guess what? Bibi Netanyahu doesn't need to be told what to do. He knows know. what he has to do. And in the second place, why the hell is Biden sticking his nose in to get airtime with two Israeli women who were released? That's none of Biden's business. No, it isn't at all. And by the way, the death count now for Americans is up to 33. Yeah, and it's going to climb. Yes. It's going to climb. But, Diane, we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we got to take a quick break here, uh, get in a couple of station IDs. When we come back in a half an hour, I'm talking about the nowhere, man. But as soon as we come back from the break, you've got it with fueling toxic hatred. Stay with us. There's more to come on Right Side Patriots after You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi, 
guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's longtime Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out The National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Greg Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. And if you miss any part of tonight's show... Go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and there you go. We'll be there. We hope you will be too. All right, Diane, so again, obviously, we're looking at the situation, Israel, Hamas, the civilized world against the barbarians. And that's what you, it is. That's what it is. And uh, you have put together an op-ed called Fueling Toxic Hatred. Yeah, so let me start with this quote. You see the babies, the mothers, the fathers in their bedrooms and how the terrorists killed. It's not a battlefield, it's a massacre. That was said by an Israeli army general upon entering the Kafah Aza kibbutz. Last week on CBS's Face the Nation, Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis stated that he believes every Republican candidate should, sh- should sign a pledge not to accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. I totally agree. And DeSantis's reasons given are quite telling, saying, quote, there was a lot of celebrating of those attacks in the Gaza Strip by a lot of those folks who are not Hamas. But if you look at their education system, this has been an issue for a long time. They teach kids to hate Jews. The textbooks do not have Israel even on the map. They prepare very young kids to commit terrorist acts. So I think it's it's a toxic culture. I say toxic puts it mildly. Terrorism itself is the epitome of toxicity for by its very definition, it's fueled by violence being the backdrop by which they, the terrorists, strive to achieve their objectives. The spilling of blood means nothing to these people for life itself means nothing to them. In other words, what I believe DeSantis is saying is that the toxic culture that surrounds terrorist organizations like Hamas cannot function without specifically chosen targeted victims by which they freely funnel their hate. And Hamas's targeted victims remain Israel and the Jewish people. In fact, in this latest attack, Hamas specifically focused on, quote, eliminating Jewish children in the most heinous of ways. And why Israeli children? Because children are the continuation of the Jewish bloodline, the very people they hate. 
and know they hate for no other reason than it's been ingrained within them for generations and shows no sign of abating anytime soon, especially when the Quran contains verses like this, Surah 9.14, quote, fight, kill them, meaning non-Muslims, and God will punish them by your hands, cover them with shame, end quote. Simply, this means by defending Islam, by killing Israeli Jews, they in turn are helping to destroy the Jewish state herself. And this overly hateful discourse is now being spread by some here in our country who hate the Jews, Craig, as much as Hamas does. You know, one of the most interesting parts of all this is, you know, what you called the the target, which is the Jewish people, uh, the people of Israel. Why is this all focused, like laser focused, on the Jewish people? Okay, well, I'll tell you why. I believe it's because the Jewish people have ingrained within themselves something it seems many other cultures and peoples simply do not have, as in a true sense of both personal and collective identity, coupled with a deep-seated sense of survival, thus making them resolute in defending their country, their faith, and their Jewish identity. And it's this very sense and said need for survival that has been cultivated over the centuries of hatred at the hands of those who in reality are but cowards. No people throughout both ancient and modern history have been as persecuted as the Jewish people, and yet today they are one of the most successful and resourceful of all peoples, while those who persecute them are some of the lowest, most despicable, and most vile examples of humanity gone astray. In other words, success for some does tend to breed jealousy in others, which in time can morph into abject and deep-seated hate, thus culminating into actual physical acts of terrorism, savagery, and barbarism being perpetrated against those they've been taught to hate. Remember, hate is a learned concept, as no one is born hating. And it's a vicious cycle of Jew hatred that has been embedded into generations of Muslims and especially into groups like Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, and now into generations of Palestinians. And it's all been cloaked in the guise of a holy war based not just upon the words of the Quran 8.12, quote, I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve. Therefore, strike off their heads and strike off every fingertip of them, end quote. But also via these words, according to the Saha Bukhari, volume 4, Book 52, Hadith number 177, quote, No doubt that the end of the Jews will be by the hands of the Muslims. The hour will not be established until you fight with the Jews. And the stone behind which a Jew will be hiding will say, O Muslim, there is a Jew hiding behind me, so kill him, end quote. Defending Islam remains a believer's prime mission, as is attacking and destroying Israel and the Jews. In fact, those in these terrorist groups and their supporters 
truly believe that the Jewish people are the, quote, hostis humani generis, end quote, the enemies of mankind itself, and thus must be exterminated, indoctrination to the nth degree. Guess, Craig, none of these what I call savages and their supporters have looked into a mirror lately, for if they did, their own reflections would show who the true enemies of mankind, of civilization itself, are. Well, that kind of hatred, uh, you know, the toxic hatred, the toxic culture uh, that you talk about, always seems to have a natural branching off into aspects that affect other cultures outside of the world of Islam, right? Absolutely. You know, simply the toxic culture that is the hallmark of terrorist organizations helps to breed anti-Semitism just by its very nature and being. And now we also see here in our country as pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel, and in a way anti-American demonstrations and discourse continue to take place, while those who protest ignore the blood that still flows in Israel, even as she continues burying her dead. It's misplaced and misguided ideologies that have overtaken the sanity of these protesting folks, especially those belonging to a generation of American youth who have been indoctrinated by Israel-hating, Palestinian-supporting, leftist-leaning professors into believing that right is wrong and wrong is right, and that Jew hatred is now an accepted norm. Quote, Anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews, which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed towards Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and or their property, towards Jewish community institutions and religious facilities, end quote. These were the words issued in 2016 by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance upon seeing how anti-Semitism is growing not just in our country but worldwide as well. And at its base is the growing belief, as in the indoctrination, that the Holocaust never took place. Latched onto by above stated liberal professors and Islamic proponents as truth, these individuals then spew out their own warped version of how and why the Jewish people are to blame for all the world's woes. No wonder we're not we're now embroiled in a sea of Jew and Israel hatred here in our country, for some of our young people have been brainwashed into believing that if the Holocaust never took place, then, Craig, the Palestinian cause, no matter its savagery, violent, barbaric, and inhumane nature, coupled with its cause and effect, must indeed be just. Well, I think maybe it's time for a little bit of a history lesson, maybe Mm -hmm. a, a lesson in reality, as to who the Palestinians, use your air quotes, really are. Okay. Let's start by saying the fact is that those who call themselves Palestinian do not exist as a people. Invented during the 1960s by then PLO leader Yasser Arafat to help push forward the agenda that the land of Israel was stolen from the Arab people, which it was not, no set people have always had a homeland, and it's called Jordan. Jordan. 
King Hussein, while alive, knew it. His son, King Abdullah, now knows it. But the problem is that neither Abdullah nor Jordan wants to take these people back into their rightful fold, nor do any other of the Arab countries. And why? Because they know the dangers that are the hallmark of these most vile of people. Vetting them is next to impossible. Plus, the leaders of most other Arab countries do not want to take responsibility for, nor pay to feed, house, and clothe those of their ilk, ilk whose class-wise they consider to be beneath them. But the truth is that no sane country wants to take responsibility for or economically support over 2 million Palestinians, Palestinians deeply embedded with Hamas terrorists, Palestinians who have yet to condemn Hamas's actions and probably never will. And really, can you blame these countries when these people, people's actions alone show their evil intentions? And notice I say, same country. For our country, our beloved America has totally tipped off the sanity scale, not only regarding the still ongoing demonstrations by those cheering on the savagery of Hamas, but by those like Representative Ilhan Omar, who helped to spread the media-driven lies regarding who really blew up the hospital in Gaza. It was a wayward Hamas rocket, not Israel, and she knew it. And she should be expelled from Congress for her incitement-style actions, hajib and all. And then there's Joe Biden. Why so? Because when he was in Israel last week to meet with Benjamin Netanyahu and his war council, Biden, who outwardly claims being on the side of Israel, announced that he would be sending $100 million, dollars garnered from we taxpayers, monies now being cloaked in the guise of humanitarian aid to the Palestinians in Gaza. Really, Joe? Really? Or should I say, really, Obama, really? What Biden forgets and what Obama counts on Biden forgetting is that Hamas's very roots are deeply tied to violence and terrorism, for the name Hamas itself is but an acronym for the Islamic resistance movement, a movement of militant Palestinian nationalists who will not cease their violent actions until all of what they call Palestine, as in Israel, is theirs. Craig, in other words, no diplomatically driven secular solutions will be accepted. But Joe, do keep sending them monies while pretending it's humanitarian aid. Monies you know Hamas has no intention of giving to their own people in need. Monies they will funnel into their goal of trying to exterminate the Jews in Israel and moving outward from there. You know, over the years, you know, when you consider, you know, what Obama gave to to these people and what Biden has given them over the last mm-hmm. two and a half, three years, it totals well over a hundred billion dollars. I mean, and and it all funnels into uh, Hamas and and Iran, who supports Hamas. So, mm-hmm. what is it? Why why? Do they keep doing this? Why don't they understand that they're simply funding a terrorist organization? 
Oh, believe me, they know they are. But my opinion remains steadfast in that with both Obama and Biden having already given these savages billions of dollars, they probably think what's a hundred million or more. Never mind that the terrorism and barbarism still being perpetrated on Israel is unseen since the days of the Holocaust and blood libel rhetoric masked behind pretty sounding words will never be able to wash the blood of innocent Israelis staining both Biden and Obama's hands. And as for Iran, who for years has been sending not only countless rockets and munitions to Hamas, but a hundred plus million dollars annually specifically targeted to aid in Hamas's military operations against Israel. They folks are drowning in Israeli blood. And while some on the left, those who do not support Israel as they deem Israel to be the aggressor, so want to bring anything but innocent Palestinians into our country as refugees. A truly bad idea, courtesy of the same folks who welcome those who come here illegally via our southern border, a border now probably rife with dangerous sleeper cell operatives entering alongside the illegals. So here I come back full circle with some additional wise words by Governor Ron DeSantis, whose words I quoted earlier in this article. Quote, we cannot accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. Those Gaza refugees, Palestinian Arabs, should go to Arab countries. The U.S. should not be absorbing any of those. And while not everyone is a member of Hamas, most probably aren't, but they all did elect Hamas and all are anti-Semitic, end quote. And DeSantis added that, quote, I think if we were to import large numbers of those folks to the U.S., I think it would increase anti-Semitism in this country, something that we should ever think is acceptable, end quote. Words that not only those running for president should herald, but words every Israel-supporting Israel American patriot should herald as well. Remember, this is not just a war between Israel and Hamas, but is a war between radical Islam and Western civilization. And this is a lesson in truth that Biden desperately needs to learn, for we witnessed in his recent address to the nation speech a man more concerned about the Hamas savages and their Gaza-residing Palestinian supporters than he did about the massacres, beheadings of babies and children, burning alive of his innocent Israeli citizens, and the hostages taken. Case closed. But here, Craig, I just want to add one thing. Okay, the, it's called the historical presence of Jews in the land of Israel. I have four footnotes in this article. If you click on the link, the historical presence of Jews, you will see that the Jews have had a continuous uh, living in, occupation of, whatever you want to call it, of what is the land of Israel for thousands of years before the pedophile Muhammad invented Islam. I also have in here a list 
of some that we know the names of, of the hostages that are taken. My question is, and maybe, Craig, you can answer this. My question is, yes, thankfully, four of the hostages have been released. Why didn't they release the children? Well, I'm going to tell you why, and Craig, then you can tell me what you think. Their goal, found amongst some of the Hamas dead, were pamphlets on how to exterminate the children. Personally, I don't believe there's a child hostage alive. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly the case. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only other reason that I can think that they're not releasing children is maybe they think in Western civilization, or at least among civilized countries, which they know very little about, but they they read about. Maybe they think the children are a better bargaining chip. I don't know. I doubt it. I, I mean, doubt that, it that's the only other reason I can think of, honestly. The pamphlet actually laid out ways to, to behead and burn and this and that, right. especially the children. I, I, I doubt that. But I want folks to know the reason I said pedophile Mohammed, he was 47 plus years old when he married a six-year-old. Yeah, I don't know I mean, what else to call that. You know, and, and I, you know, I have I have heard people say in the past, well, you know, that was a different time. Well, Not even that. even I'm sorry, but even that wasn't acceptable back then. Right. Okay. Marrying a teenager. Okay. Right. You know, I mean, and, and you got to figure because life expectancy, you know, back then was a lot shorter than it is now. You know, and so you marry a teenager on the off chance that they're going to live long enough to bear you a lot of kids. And, you know, that, that's, I, you know, that was acceptable. Not a six year old. No. No. And she had just turned six, according to history, Aisha. But you know what also gets me, Craig? I have not heard one Palestinian, not one, coming out against Hamas, telling them to stop what they're doing or that what they did was wrong. Not one. And people need to understand this is the mindset of the Palestinians. They have been indoctrinated since they were young to hate the Jews. If you don't condemn you condone uh, it's very it simple any, yeah it's as simple as can be not one men women and palestinian children were in gaza city cheering on when they brought the hostages in when they sh- had bodies of beheaded israel israeli soldiers that they were holding up when they had women who were gang raped with blood dripping off them. They were cheering them on. Not one walked away from it. That's why the Arab countries who are striving to enter the modern world, like Saudi Arabia and countries like that, they don't want 
anything to do with these people. They know what they are. If they know what they are, why the hell is Biden not shutting our border? Because they're coming through as sleeper cells. Well, maybe the better question there would be, why isn't Obama ordering exactly. our border, border right. shut? Right. And, I th- and I think we all know the answer there, right? Right. We don't even have to say the answer. People know it. You know, I mean, it just is what it is. Fueling Toxic Hatred is the title on this week's op-ed from Diane Sorry. You can find it at her website, thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, or go to rspradio1.com. Either way, you can get the link. Make sure you get all the way to the bottom and check out the footnotes that are at the bottom. Uh, You'll get quite an education there. And, you know... When you look at the history of the Jewish people, you're looking at 6,000 years, you know. Mm-hmm, uh, roughly, yeah. Yeah, roughly. I mean, give or take, you know, a uh, couple of days. <laughs> and, you know, Israel is their homeland. Israel right. has been their homeland since the days of Moses. You know, it goes back even further than Moses. Yes. I mean, you know, know, according to the stories, Moses wandered the desert for 40 years before he got him there. And, uh, you know, and and because that was their ancestral homeland. Yes. Okay. Not the Palestinians. There were no Palestinians. Palestinians didn't come around until 1960s. Right. It was 67, 68, around that time. Right. Yes, so Arafat needed to push someone to hate when he was organizing his Palestinian liberation PLO organization. I mean, this is all modern BS to push forward a political agenda. Well, this is it, not about homelands for anybody. No, no. You know, Israel after they level Gaza, I think they should kick them out of the West Bank too because they don't they don't deserve to be there either. No, you can't live with these barbarians as your neighbors. You can't. I mean, it's it's just not feasible. No. I mean, I, I don't now, know how else to put it. And now Hamas is starting from the north. More stuff has come in from Syria over um, over land. They, they struck empty land. You know, Syria doesn't have that much, but they're part of this, you know, this group. Um, it, it's going to be very interesting what our... Battleships are going to do if the if the Lebanon border heats up because, and I said this before, the day Hamas killed the first American, war was declared on America as well, and O Biden needs to understand this. Thirty three Americans are now dead. We don't know how many more because we don't know who exactly the hostages are. We know some, but not all. And there are Americans there. 33 dead, butchered, just like they did to the Jews. 
the Israeli Jews. It's got to stop. And, it's got to stop. The, the key there to is it, one way to stop it. Yeah. There is one way to stop it. You got to get rid of the root cause. That's right. The key and let is, people think about that. The key is in Bibi Netanyahu's hands. Right now it is. You know, so Godspeed to Bibi Netanyahu and uh, the IDF. Absolutely. We've hit the top of the hour. Folks, go to Diane's blog, thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com or rspradio1.com. Grab the link to fueling toxic hatred and share it everywhere. Got to take a top of the hour break. When we come back, I'm talking about the nowhere man. Stay with us. There's more right side patriots after this. Hey guys, Diane Sorry from the Patriot Factor on the patriotfactor.blogspot.com where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, Check out The National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori getting you through a Tuesday night edition of the show, 24th of October. If you miss any part of it, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning. Click that podcast button. You can listen to this entire show and any of the others you might want to hear. Okay, so last week, Joe Biden... um, made a trip to Israel in the, in the middle of all this. Right. Um, it, uh, to this very moment, I can't understand why, but he did. And it was such a poor performance, such an absolutely piss-poor performance by Joe Biden, I had to actually take it on as an entire commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the only thing I could think to to title this thing was The Nowhere Man. 
Okay? He's a real nowhere man sitting in his nowhere land making all his nowhere plans for nobody. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison back in 1965. Last week, Joe Biden traveled to Israel to meet with Prime Minister Netanyahu and supposedly to also meet with other entities in the region in the early stages of the Israeli war against Hamas. As Biden boarded his plane, first Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas canceled his meeting, then Biden was in the air on his way to Israel, and President Sisi of Egypt and King Abdullah II of Jordan also canceled their meetings with Joe Biden. Of course, the Biden regime tried to spin it, first saying that the meetings had been canceled because the Arab leaders were observing three days of mourning in the wake of an Islamic Jihad missile hitting a hospital in Gaza, and later the Biden regime claimed that the decision to cancel the Jordan meetings was mutual. And by mutual, one can easily suppose it was because the Arab leader simply did not want to waste their time with a doddering old fool, and the doddering old fool said, okay. One has to wonder if Biden's handlers woke him up to tell him that the region's political leaders had canceled their meetings, or if they cobbled together a cover story and told Biden that, after he awoke from his nap and took his medication before <laughs> landing in Tel Aviv. The truth, Diane, of the matter is that the leaders Biden was to have met with only respect strength, and they see Biden as an old physically and mentally weak and ineffectual puppet whose policies shift faster than the desert sands. They recognize the decimation of America's standing on the world stage under Biden's lack of leadership, and they no longer see any reason to entertain any notion that the nowhere man has anything of substance to offer in the current regional situation. Well, I kind of think there might have been a um, under reason why he decided to go there, something, you know, that he didn't want people to know, because really, Biden had no business going there, but he went anyway. So there has to be a reason why. Well, I think Biden's trip to Israel and the meetings that never happened were actually meant to create an illusion of Biden's vitality and relevance in foreign policy matters as the Middle East recently on the way to a much more stable future, now finds itself on fire due in large part to Biden's own abject failures in that region. Any such illusion of vitality and relevance quickly vanished as soon, soon as Biden appeared in front of cameras in Israel last Wednesday. During a sit-down shared presser with Prime Minister Netanyahu, BB set ramrod straight, stern, and resolved, while the nowhere man slumped in his chair, spoke with slurred words, and stumbled through his remarks while reading from note cards that he held in his hands because he can't even be trusted to know where he is, who he's talking to, or for that matter, make off the cuff remarks in any situation. Of the Islamic Jihad bombing of the hospital in Gaza, Biden said, and I quote, it appears it was done by the other team, unquote, as though 
The war after the barbaric attack by Hamas against Israel is some sort of sporting event, and the terrorists committed unsportsmanlike conduct. Biden also started a story with an outright lie in that sit-down meeting, stating, quote, I remember the first time I was in Israel with Golda Meir. It was right before the Six-Day War, and then he went on. Biden's mm-hmm. first trip to Israel was in 1973. The Six-Day War took place in 1967. <laughs> it's not the first time that he spun that yarn, and he's been called out on it time and time again over the past few years. So in the fact that he keeps telling the story, knowing full well it's a false story, removes a misspeak or forgetfulness from the equation, and it makes it a flat-out lie. What's even worse is that he was telling the story to Bibi, who was there at that meeting. So he knows that the nowhere man is lying. Later on Wednesday, a visibly tired and exhausted-sounding Joe Biden stood before Israeli cameras and delivered in sometimes whispered tones what could only be described as nonsense. The nowhere man tried to tell the Israeli people that he knows how they feel because he too has suffered the loss of a loved one. Diane, that often delivered attempt at empathy has worn way too thin. Unless you have had a loved one ripped from your life by barbaric savages who behead babies, rape and murder women, and burn people alive, unless you have had a loved one torn from your life because they've been taken hostage by such barbaric savages, your personal loss of a loved one to cancer while laying in a hospital bed surrounded by family members just doesn't add up and you need to shut up. Now, after what the Israeli people have been through over the past couple of weeks, and after what the Jewish people went through in World War II, I say you can sympathize with them, but you cannot empathize with them. The ones Biden empathizes with, the ones he showed where his real feelings for was his appeasement of the Palestinian people. And that came right after he told his, you know, story, his lie about Golda Meir. Biden, the nowhere man, shifted his focus, as Diane said, to the Palestinian people and offered his condolences for their losses, promising to hand over 100 million U.S. taxpayer dollars to them for humanitarian purposes. He warned Hamas not to divert or steal those promised funds or, quote, they will have demonstrated once again that they have no concern for the welfare of the Palestinian people, unquote. Really? That means that the nowhere man knows that in the past Hamas has diverted and stolen funds meant for humanitarian purposes, but he's still willing to hand over another $100 million to the Palestinian people because the barbaric savages of Hamas will be shamed by his words. <laughs> now, I've got some breaking news for the nowhere man. Barbaric savages that behead babies, rape and murder women, and burn people alive have no shame. And over the past couple of weeks, they have not discovered a moral compass. Trust me when I tell you that Hamas sees that promise of humanitarian funding 
as nothing but further funding for their terrorist activities, once again provided by Joe Biden. And during his remarks to Israel, Biden warned other regional entities not to get involved and said if any were thinking of it, quote, don't, 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 unquote. Not at all surprisingly, there were no teeth in that warning. Don't or what? That is, <coughs> excuse me, that is exactly the weakness for which the region has no respect or fear. And it's further reason why Arab leaders have no intention of wasting their time sitting down with the nowhere man. Yes, we have two carrier groups in the regional seas, but for what exactly? An illusion of force? Certainly, given Biden's track record, including his recent cut-and-run surrender to the Taliban in Afghanistan, leaving Americans and Afghani allies to fend for themselves as the Taliban rushed in and filled the void left by a fleeing Joe Biden, Diane Iran, the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, sees the nowhere man's illusion of force in the region as an empty bluff. Well, there's one uh, simple reason why they see it that way. Because, you know, with all Joe's bloviating and stumbling and stuttering that day, he left out one key word from anything he said. Yeah, that glaring missing link from the nowhere man's remarks, whether sitting with Prime Minister Netanyahu or in the form uh, of being standing at the podium, was any mention of Iran. And there was no reason for the glaring omission. Or I should say there was a reason for that glaring omission. Biden could not or dared not mention the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. He's been funding them since his mm -hmm. first day in the Oval Office. From ignoring or loosening of sanctions to reinstating funding for the Palestinian people, the Nowhere Man has enriched the capability of Iran to fund their proxy governments and proxy armies to the tune of far more than $100 billion. Biden has allowed Iran to sell more than a million barrels of oil a day to China and Russia. He has reinstated Iran's deal, which allows them to build nuclear weapons, and he's funded the barbaric savages of Hamas directly through supposed humanitarian aid. Had he mentioned Iran's direct involvement in the Hamas attack against Israel on October 7th, he would open himself to formal recognition of his policy failures and rightful condemnation as a principal funder of the attack against Israel. Biden's direct funding of Iran has led to the savage murders of more than 1,300 Israelis and more than two dozen Americans, not to mention the current hostage situations involving Israelis and Americans being held in or by Hamas. Biden can't even bring himself to admit that Iran is already directly involved in what transpired in Israel on the 7th of October because even in his diminished mental state, the nowhere man knows that Hamas takes their orders only from Iran and the nowhere man knows his funding of Iran made the barbaric attack possible. 
Another part of the reason for Biden's trip to the region was obviously to beg other countries there to take the Palestinians into their various lands. And that is yet another reason why regional leaders slammed the door in Biden's face. They don't want the Palestinians, and they don't regard begging as a form of strength. Biden holds the power to cut off foreign aid to many, if not all, of the nations in the region, but he won't use it. And they know it. As further proof of the weakness of the nowhere man, anti-Israel and pro-Hamas riots are breaking out in Lebanon, Turkey, and other parts of the region because they know they have nothing to fear from Biden and thus no respect for the U.S. on the world stage. Imagine living in Israel last Wednesday and having the most feckless and ineffectual pretender on the world stage drop by and mumble a few words of support, lip service more than anything else, while offering cash to the very entity whose barbaric savages attacked you less than two weeks ago. Remember, ten years ago, former Defense Secretary Robert Gates said, and I quote, I think he, Joe Biden, has been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades, unquote. It was bad enough when Biden was a senator, worse when he became the VP, and it's been magnified tenfold since he's occupied the Oval Office. Mm -hmm. Biden's trip to Israel and the meetings that never happened were meant to create an illusion of Biden's vitality and relevance in foreign policy matters. But the result was yet another disaster and embarrassment for the U.S. and proved only two things, that Joe Biden can't even live up to low expectations and that the nowhere man, Hunter's big guy, was the smallest guy in the room. What he was, was a fool in the room. He had no business going to Israel. First, the man tells all the world, oh, we're sending this cruiser there, we're sending that there, we're diverting away from here and moving over there. Nothing like giving the enemy your game plan. Really smart, Joe. Now, they're going to see those ships coming. They're going to know when they're there. But, right. but, but why in the world telegraph your every move? You know, our ships in the region are already under fire from Iran and Hezbollah. Okay, right. when I say Hezbollah, I mean that's another one of Iran's proxies. So credit Iran, right? So, right. So far, our ships have shot down a few missiles that were aimed at Israel. Okay, American bases that still exist in Iraq have come under fire for the past four or right. five days. Yes. Okay. What have we done there? Nothing. 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 Our ships are, are coming under fire in the region. What are we doing about that? Nothing. Nothing. That's why I call this this whole exercise of putting these carrier fleets in that region a bluff. But by, by well, you know, what's very dangerous also, he's moving things all around over to the Mediterranean. 
what he's now done is left Taiwan basically on their own. Well, and and that's also showing its ugly head, too, because just a couple of days ago, Chinese ships rammed a a ship from the Philippines. Exactly. Over in that area. That was just a test to see if anything would happen. Nothing did. So guess what? Nothing did. China is now more emboldened than ever. But you can't blame all this on Biden, Craig. You got to blame his puppet master. Biden is not thinking these things up on his own. He doesn't have the mental capability to do that anymore. He's just mimicking the other one's plans. Well, and and that's right. And that's why I call him the nowhere man. You know, he's, he's got no plan. He's, he's, you know, he's a nowhere man. He's lost. He's adrift. Right. Yes. And it's what I said earlier in the show tonight. It's gotten so bad that Obama can't even count on Joe Biden to deliver a message anymore because Biden's mental capacity is so diminished. So that's why Obama had to step forward and make his own statement about the situation over there, which turned out to be, again, pro-Hamas. It was so bad. Folks, if you get a chance to read it, it, that statement is on the Internet. You can get it Town Hall. You can get it from Fox. You can get it a number of places you have to read the whole thing because the giveaway is down towards the end and it is a whopper from the point where uh what craig mentioned bb never trusted him from that point on (laughs) you'll see a lot of truth in there yeah i mean can you blame bb for not trusting him no i mean seriously uh, you know, and this this is exactly the kind of statement that Obama made that you would expect to come from Obama. Mm-hmm. A little lip service in the very beginning, you know, to uh, to you know appease uh, Israel. Just just right. lip service, no no great shakes. Uh, and then the the bulk of this lengthy statement is. Literally, Obama providing a lecture to Israel. Here's what you should, and here's what you shouldn't do, and and don't do this, and don't do that. And if you make this ground incursion, you could probably be accused of war crimes and all. The, really, war crimes for taking on the the government, the proxy of Iran that has declared war on you, and initiated a barbaric attack. That killed 1,400 people? Really? Yeah. Yeah. They said in in some of the information that I had gotten today, the youngest baby that they have found so far, so far, who was beheaded was three months old. That's sick. That's that's not a war crime to Obama. No. No, but but if Israel retaliates and Israel says, okay, you asked for a war, you got a war, then Israel is going to be guilty of war crimes. Bull crap. By by the UN. You know what? The UN, I have always called them the useless nations. They are worse than useless now. I think when this is over, we need to get them the hell out of our country, and we need to get the hell out of the UN. Yeah, I I made that case in my last commentary. Yes. 
Yeah. And, and I stand by it 100, if not 1,000%. Yeah, they're just useless. They're just a propaganda tool for Iran and and terrorist groups and everything like that. You know, like that. They're useless. You can find the Nowhere Man at my blog. The pa- I was going to say the Patriot Factor. That's oh, your blog. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> that well, you can, yeah. Actually, you can because. I have a link to Diane's op-eds at the bottom of each one of my articles. She has a link to my commentaries at the bottom of hers. So, you know, in a roundabout way, you could go there. But go to thenationalpatriot.com or go to rspradio1.com. Either place, you can get the link to The Nowhere Man. And I hope you share it everywhere. I think people need uh, to read that. I think they need to understand just how bad this whole situation was Joe going over to Israel was. I can't believe, well, I can because BB is the last great statesman on earth, but I I just can't believe that he would even bother in the middle of all this to sit down with that fool. I can't imagine it either, but we have a little breaking news now. Okay. Um, this afternoon it was announced that we are sending some iron um, domes to Israel. But it has just come through. We are now positioning U.S. fighter jets. I guess it doesn't say in Israel, but I'm assuming they mean uh, the U.S. Department of Defense official confirmed that the Pentagon is in the planning phase of sending Iron Dome missile defense systems to Israel and to, to fend off the incoming missiles and will also be flowing, um, flowing, they call it, additional Iron Dome support to Israel, as well as sending fighter jets. Okay, again, well, why are we telling anybody this? Why, why, why does the State Department or the Pentagon Thank you. deem it necessary to say, okay, we're now sending fighter jets. I mean, if the time comes that fighter jets from us are necessary in a strike formation, the people that need to know will find out. Well, you know why? Because these people in the O'Biden State Department, they don't give a damn what happens to Israel. No, they don't. That's why. That's why. Um, Now, I find it interesting. Um They're they're positioning F-16s. Okay, they're even they're even you know, and this this really comes as no surprise because uh, Israel flies the F-16s. The Israeli pilots right uh, fly the F-16s. They're very familiar with the F-16s. Um, but but why tell them we're sending extra F-16s? Why? Why? It didn't say F-16s. It just said fighter jets. The the the. Update I'm reading says F-16s. Oh, okay. I got the breaking news update. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 looking at at you know the this update that I just got, and um, uh, why tell them what we're sending? Because oh, they don't really care. They could care less. The O Biden State Department. Do you really think? They care about Israel, really? No, of course not. 
And what these people don't understand is Israel is standing between little Israel, between Western civilization and sixth century barbarians. That's really what it boils Israel down to. Goes, Israel goes, those barbarians will be here next. Well, I'll tell you what, Diane, we're just about here at the end of the show. I, I can okay. I can guarantee you two things coming up on Friday's show. Okay. We will not have an announcement as to a new Speaker of the House. <laughs> I agree. And Israel's war with Hamas will still be happening. I would just hope by Friday that Gaza is leveled. I'm sorry to say that, folks. But when not one Palestinian that we know of has come out to condemn condemn what they did, then they all condone. I, I can't I can't find any argument. Yep. Can't find any argument. If you want to argue that point, uh, you need to have an argument with uh, Talib. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling she's not going to be in Congress for long. I hope you're right. I yeah. mean, there's there's no room for that. Well, and take take uh, Omar and uh, AOC with her, and, and a couple other members of the squad, yep, Presley and a few of the others. Yep. yep, yep, that'd be okay. Well, we've run out of time, Diane. Okay, so with that, nighty night, folks. Folks, have yourselves a great rest of the week, and we'll catch you up on all the news that is news come Friday. Bye bye. <laughs>